My darling girl, when are you going to understand that being normal is not necessarily a virtue? I'd rather denote a lack of courage. You've just entered the cool friend hour. <laughs> Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Ghoul Friend Hour. And today is the first episode of our Sunday segments, the Sunday Scaries with Kurt Main. So Kurt is already, uh, he's just jumping for joy. He's ready to tell us some awesome spooky stories. And uh, I'm just going to say, let's get into it. So Kurt, what are we starting with today? Let's roll it. Well, I'm going to talk about my experiences uh, as a horror actor for eight years on the strip. Yes. Um, but it's kind of a warm up to that. It's kind of a story regarding the show because it's on the bus I took to and from the show. So, you know, I would have been on that bus and went on the show. So, in a weird way, it kind of is. Um, but I encountered several things on this bus line. Um, it was very strange. Uh, one of the weirdest is I got on the bus. It was a double-decker, always double-decker. And which is, which is it's kind of interesting. They always broke down in Vegas because they, okay. they were made in England. That's really <laughs> smart. You make a, a double-decker in England where it's not hot. And oh my, <laughs> I had one one time I broke down, broke down twice. Oh, got off that no. bus, got another one. That one broke down. Oh, and I said, no. Oh, I said, the hell with it. I'm walking. And I walked the rest of the way. Uh, yeah, they were, the bus driver told me the reason they break down is they, they were made in England. I thought, that's not too right. But anyway, this one night, got on the bus over on Las Vegas Boulevard and Flamingo. And I'm done. Made my trek upstairs, but I always sat on the second deck, usually. Okay. So I get up there get up there i'm on like the fourth row back and this is after the show i'm going home and i notice in the front row this really bizarre looking guy okay uh, native Amer native american really really dark brown skin i mean like leather almost okay and um he had a big amount of blood above one of the eyelids, big patch of blood. He looked, like I said, really old. He looked very old. And this huge patch of blood, and I'm, I'm looking at it, what the hell? And the most incredible part, which is the picture I've got, which I'll have to send you, out of the back of his head came this like flock, almost like feathers of white. His hair was jet white totally white and like Whoa. buzzed on the sides this was an old guy i mean really old and he had this buzz on the side and out of the back of his head came hair or feathers whatever it was like protruding out of the back of his head and i'm just wow. going okay this is this is too trippy i gotta get it <laughs> i go i gotta get a picture of this guy well my first thought went to it was a skinwalker okay and I know I, I've done a little research on skinwalkers, things you do, you know, you walk, you don't have to walk up to and say, hey, Mr. Skinwalker, how you doing? You love, <laughs> love to do. Uh, 
you that would go over lie. that would go over very well you know he would yeah, yeah. see and you don't lock eyes with them lock no. eyes with them they're gonna kill you so this is all according to the lore you know but anyway so i hold my phone the picture that i've got you hold the phone up to the window and it caught his reflection perfectly in the window so the picture is taken i'm holding the camera down here so you can't see it and i click and i got it i got it the back, at least, of it, of his head, and you see this really weird amount of white, white whatever coming out of the back of his head. So we're going up the street, and uh, there's this young skater kid next to him. Um, he's got a board and he's got uh, sneakers on, and Mister whatever he was leans over, right down in his in his shoes, practically. Looking at his shoes like you never saw a pair of shoes before. This kid doesn't know he's there. No reaction at all. And I'm going, you know, kid, you better be careful. Kid did not know he was there. There was another woman between me and him. She, I watched him watching her. She's not acting like she's seeing this guy at all. What? And I'm going, I guess it's really weird. I think I was the only one that saw him on the bus. I honestly believe that. Um, got up to my bus, my 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 get off point on Jones. Got off, and I'm like, "Well, that was different." And uh, the next night, when I got on the bus, I was friends with the bus driver Enrique, I believe was his name. I said, "Hey, brother, I showed the picture. Did you see this guy on the bus last night?" And he was driving it the night before. He practically turns jet or pure white. I mean, he's just like, holy shit, man. You took that on this bus last night. He said, I could not have missed him. He's because the camera was right in front of him on this on the upper deck. Yeah. You he says, I couldn't have missed him. I never saw him. He said, I'm really glad I'm going on vacation tomorrow. <laughs> What the crap out of him? He did not. He did not see the guy, and like I said, the kid next to him could not have seen this guy. Impossible. So I uh, sashay my little butt home and uh, get home. Think went in the backyard or whatever. Probably had a cigar, and yeah, I went to bed. Whatever. Next night, I start hearing what sounds like howling of a wolf. I mean, it was like, like it was a, and I'm going, yeah, it's really creepy after what I saw. Lasted for a few nights, this howling sound. I showed a friend of mine, um, Kat Hansen, interesting person. Um, she swears it's a skinwalker. Yeah. Um, I showed her the picture. She said, yeah, that's one of them. What? She used to live down on, she used to live on, there's these wetlands in Vegas. You go down Flamingo all the way and get Boulder, Boulder Highway. And right around there, there's these wetlands. And she used to live right She says, oh, yeah, he probably lives in the wetlands. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. Oh, did we lose you? Oh. Is your internet okay? Oh, hold on. You got me now? I got you now. I got you now. 
It'd oh no, the skinwalkers to, don't want us. Uh, they don't the want us to the secrets. We have. Anyway, so probably maybe the creepiest part of this whole story. Uh, within the next two nights, I run into this woman I'm friends with on the bus. You, you get a regular clam that goes up and down the bus, always the same time. I was like, probably around 11 or whatever. And I'm talking to her about so I said, you know, and I hadn't told her. We were just talking about stuff. She knew I had interest. Amy knows me long enough. At some point, I'm going to open my pie hole about weirdness. Um, <laughs> she says, you know, I got to tell you something really weird. I said, what? She says, me and my husband, this is a creepy story. Cat lovers, cover your ears. <laughs> she said, me and my husband went in the backyard, and their cat had its guts ripped out. Oh, no. And they lived within a few blocks of where I was, of where I was hearing. So then I told her, I said, oh, my God. I said, did you hear me talking about this at all? She swore she didn't. And I said, then I told her the story, and she said, oh, my God. And uh, then it ended. Mr. Walker went back down wherever he was from, and I never saw him again, never heard the howling again. Uh, it was pretty freaking weird, to say That's the so least. so strange. It's, it's very spooky. strange. So maybe we're going to have to make this the bus episode. I don't, I don't know. I want to tell you about the show. But the bus stuff is is very interesting. Yeah, I mean, we could always like because I mean, eight you said eight years, right? In yes. the haunt. Yeah, so we might have to make that like a two parter. So that's totally fine. So we'll do it's like the lot. bus adventures lot. into bus into adventures haunt is is crazy because that was one of the things on the bus. Okay. Uh, the next thing on the bus, and I, I've had so much stuff. I know I should write a journal. I used to write a journal, then I got lazy. <laughs> should. And now it's like, oh, yeah, I remember. Oh, what happened? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, that alien. Um, but <laughs> I got it. Uh, I was standing once again on Flamingo and the Las Vegas Board waiting for the bus. And I see this very tall, slender woman standing there. And she was attractive. But um, for not the first time this happened, I've just drawn to her. I was just like, you know, and I'm, I'm the first to admit I'm a hor I'm a horrible flirt. I am. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I relatives have told me do not flirt with my friend. That's a true story. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, so I'm standing there, and, I, and I'm looking at her, and you know, like I said, really tall and very thin. And as I'm getting ready to, you know, put my smooth moves on, we should have dialed it. You know, she should have fainted probably. Um, he sees this, <laughs> this guy all of a sudden shows up. He's standing in the in the in like the gutter along the sidewalk of where this big bus is going to be coming out. And I'm I felt like saying, buddy, you, you do know this is Flamingo in Vegas. There's a couple of cars. So he hops on on the other side and he's with her. And I'm like foiled again. <laughs> um, and he's this little guy, little I mean, really short guy. And they're conversing, um, but it's, it's, it just seems different, weird. So we get on the bus. He comes with me upstairs, 
And she doesn't come upstairs. I go, oh, she's staying downstairs. So I get to, once I get Jones, which is where I got off. And they're getting off the same place. While I come down, before the bus gets to the stop, I hear her talking to the bus driver. Well, asking him weird questions. She tells him, well, I'm not from around here. And that's when my antenna's going, I think you really aren't from around here. (laughs) And he's just acting weird. So behind me comes her her compadre, the little shirt guy. (laughs) And so we get off the bus. Same time. She gets off the bus. I get off the bus. Other guy gets off the bus. She starts to walk down Flamingo. Okay. And she's gone. What? She is. And I'm I'm going. And I've had a few vanishing people. One was I told you about the guy here. That's not the first. I've had several actually. But she is gone. And I'm looking all over the place. And there's nowhere she could have hid or gone. There's nothing. I mean, there you you couldn't go anywhere. Uh, and I'm like, this is really, really weird. Okay. Meanwhile, he starts trekking through the parking lots of Smiths, where I was headed. Gonna go okay. to Smiths, get something to eat. So he goes in first. I was friends with the, this guy that worked there, sometimes sat by the door. And utters something to the guy. And I said, what did that guy say? He says, I couldn't make out a word of what he was saying. He, he said, just sound like j- gibberish. Uh, so then I go in he's already in the store and this has happened before to me it's like I completely forget like I completely forget about this guy I'm not looking for him in the store you know it's like I don't remember him it's like it, it, I gone so I get in line and I can feel him the register behind me I mean, I'm standing there, you know, checking out, and I can feel his eyes. I turn around and he's just glaring at me. Ooh, oh no. From the, reg- from the register behind me. And I mean, he is glaring at me like I hate look. I'm like, I don't even know you, buddy. Um he's like, so, I he's like, I know that you know. Like yeah, I know something is that you know something's up. You know something's up. And so I go, okay. You are going out first. <laughs> Be my guest. So <laughs> he goes out the door. I wait 10 seconds. I go out the door. Oof. He's nowhere to be seen. He is gone. Here, there was like one little, this little, they call them, what were they called? They're casino kind of, kind of. Because in Vegas, there's a lot of weird casino stuff that isn't, well, anyway, I thought, well, Maybe he went in there. He would have been really fleet of foot because it was talking like 10 seconds. He'd have a sprint into this place and he had a buzz to get in at yeah. night. And I'm going, yes, I, I sit there. You can see everything from outside. I'm looking at it. He's not in there. That's crazy. So I'm walking home. It's about from where from the Smiths to where I lived, half a mile, maybe, maybe okay. a little more. Anyway, I'm walking home. And I just got the heebie-jeebies the whole way home. I'm going, I don't like this. And I'm turning around every five seconds. And most of the stuff usually doesn't bother me. This guy, uh, so I'm turning around. I'm looking, nothing. I get home. 
and uh, in the bedroom. The kitchen was like right in front, practically. And I get in there, and the light in the kitchen was on the motion thing. But there wasn't anybody in there. Keeps going on and off. Mm. On and off. And on and off. And I'm going, that little fucker came on with me. (laughs) (laughs) Kids, I didn't say that. Uh, So uh, then it finally stopped. Never saw him, never saw her again. So uh, so what's that. your theory? Like what do you so what do you think that they were? Aliens. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was kind of thinking. Cause I'm like just the between the gibberish and the yeah, like, we're not from around here. Like it seemed very yeah. investigative. <laughs> and there is what uh, there's this guy who Carol's white, who I went to go see, who would be interesting for you to have on. Um he actually lives in Albuquerque. Um okay. He worked at uh, oh, what air, what naval base? Uh, Indian Springs in Vegas. And okay. I went to see him do a speech, and he claimed, and he's an old, older guy now, but he claimed to have befriended what's called the Tall Whites, which he claims mm-hmm. is still in Vegas. Tall white aliens. Um, he says they can look just like people. Um, he, he said they they even go. He said they like to go into casinos in the middle of the night, and they put on a hat and all this. He says, and people don't even know there's something different. Once again, mm-hmm. I said, I don't know, but that's one of the first things I thought about with her. At least she was tall. I'm six two. She was right yeah. there with me. I mean, she was. But he was lady. different. He was a much different build, a much different attitude. It almost much seemed different like build, much different attitude. Yeah, because she was very friendly. He was like. He was friendly with her. And also, when they got off the bus, why did one, if they were together, why did one, you know, Ixnay on the Ixnay that way and him going to Smith's? And that's right. He didn't even, he didn't even buy anything at Smith's. He, he, he didn't even have anything. Um, it was very, very weird. Because in the register wow. behind me, as I recall, this was a long time ago, there wasn't, a, there wasn't even a cashier there. He was just standing there giving me the heebie-jeebies. And oh, I can still see him just just glaring at me. And I was like, okay. So, yeah, then the next night I came in and talked to the guy a little more about it. And he thought he thinks all my stuff was crazy. I never had different. He he believed 100% that, you know, I was off my rocker when I I told him a few things. And he says, I don't believe any of that stuff. I said, well, I have to. (laughs) And I I told him a story about the. Yeah, he told the story of these two. And I said, you saw the guy. I said, and you knew what he said to you. It made no sense. And you still think, what, he was just a normal guy? Oh, yeah. Said, oh, okay. But some people, that's how they are. They can, uh, No matter what happens, they're not going to believe. They're not. They're like, oh, that table's not levitating. That's It's just gravity. And it's like, oh, okay, yeah. that's funny. I didn't know gravity did that, but. <laughs> but you're right. Yeah, no matter what happens, no matter how extreme, some people just, you're never going to convince them. Their mindset is such that that's it's 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 beyond their realm, um, but yeah, that's the way it goes. Uh, yeah, oh my I, goodness! I, I quit trying to convince people because unless they see something, and then like I said, even then it doesn't always work. But uh, but that okay, that was that was that was two encounters on the bus. And I'm trying to think because there's even more, but the creepiest one of all. And I don't know, I'm assuming this guy was just, you know, the devil himself. Uh, <laughs> I hop on the bus, 
bus is very full. Okay. These really pretty young young ladies are back there with this guy who uh, looked like Tony Montana. Okay. Across him was was this black guy. Okay. And um, as I get on, I sit in front of him. I think one or two rows in front of him. And I hear them start going at it. Black guy, is, is, who was the good guy, apparently an ex-Marine, is trying to get him to chill out on hitting up on the women. And I guess that he was using very vulgar language. And he turns over and looks at this guy and pick a swear word, any swear word, and it came out of his mouth. Pick an N-word, any N-word, and it came out of his mouth. He told them, all you stinking ends, you all stink, you all smell, blah, 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 blah. And he's going on and on. Everybody but one idiot, that being me, left the bus. He's the scariest person in my entire life that I have ever seen that would be closest to the devil was this guy once again on this freaking bus line. So we're going up the street, and they're just going back and forth and back and forth, back and forth. Finally. Mr. Tony Montana says, you know, when this bus gets off, I'm going to kill you. And I'll be sitting like, he didn't just say he's going to kill him, did he? Maybe it's time I get my ass off this bus. No, oh I stayed on the bus. And I believe that the reason I stayed there, and everybody else either got off or went upstairs. It was literally all, only three of us on the bottom level. Because um, this time the package was so packed, I could stay on the bottom level. Sometimes I would do the bottom anyway. So... We're going up the street, and this uh, young uh, white girl gets on and comes back, and I'm looking at her. I said, upstairs. I said, do not go here. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, I think this is fun. Oh, I love to see things like this. Oh, I think this is really going to be neat. And I'm looking at her. You do not want to be down. What? So she sits right in, across from me, the next aisle, behind, in front of me. He lasted maybe half a block. She looks at me, her eyes are like, she says, thank you so much. And she went upstairs. She yeah. Half a block. So these two are going out of all, once again, all the way up to Bill Jones. This poor guy, uh, the Marine guy, tells him, you know, I, I'm a Marine. He said, the black guy, the other guy, basically, I don't give enough what you are. I'm going to kill you. And the black guy, who was you know, real bravado at the beginning? It's just, it's, I felt so bad for this guy. He was scared to death because you'd swear that the devil himself was sitting on that bus. Scariest person I've ever seen in my life. And in Vegas, I knew a lot of mob guys. Like, I've been friends with a Russian mob guy and, and from East Oakland. So I knew a lot of none, none could hold a candle to this guy. So he and was just cold and dark. Cold and a darkest soul I've ever seen in my life. The black guy is yelling to the bus driver, who's actually a really nice guy, but he says, man, driver, do something. He says, he says, dude, I'm I'm just the driver. He says, yeah. there's nothing I can do. That's why I realized why don't buses have panic buttons? Doesn't make any sense. So serious, I buses, mean... Yeah, have a panic button to go straight to the cops and then they can come over. Yeah. And so I got off the bus. I I called 911, got this jerk of a dispatcher and i'm trying to tell her you got to get out here right now he told the guy he's gonna kill him 
And she's, she kept going on life. I said, listen, the bus is headed westbound up Flamingo. You have to get here now. Because this guy was serious. He said he was going to kill him. I don't know if she ever took me serious. I don't know if she ever dispatched anything. Once again, just weird. He was like, yeah. Was was like, I'm not getting through to you, am I, honey? I guess it was so weird. I went home and I had the shakes. I was just more than aliens. This this was way more scary than aliens, ghosts, anything. That's probably the scariest thing I've ever encountered. And I believe the only reason I was the only idiot that stayed on the first level was for that girl. Yeah. I was supposed, I was supposed to be there to tell her to get upstairs. Because, you know, in, in, in the ensuing days, I went, why in the world did your dumbass stay on the bottom level <laughs> of that bus? I never inter- inter- intervened because it was like, wouldn't have done any good. You know, he would have been another guy for, you know, Tony Montana to kill. But I feel like nosiness, like, what is that saying? Curiosity killed the cat. Yeah, it's so it true was. because, like, I I mean, as much as I want to say that I'm not nosy, I'm nosy. Like, just like anybody else. Like, if I'm sitting on a bus and I see this going on, I'm going to be like, I kind of want to know what's going on. But at the same time, I mean, if it started getting that serious, I'd probably be like, eh, maybe that's my cue to leave. Well, it should have been my cue. I mean, how do I know he didn't bring a gun out or a true. knife or anything? People are but nuts. He, well, he was courteous enough to say he'd kill him when they got off the bus. You know, that was oh, okay. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, he was, he was a courteous uh, <laughs> maniac. Uh, but oh, he was, uh, that was in, in incredibly scary. And yeah. I know there's more, but at this moment, that's all I can remember. As I remember more, we'll have more travels on, on the bus. But I always thought I should be having this video going. But for every 50 drives, you know, maybe one would happen. Yeah. Like so many people tell me, they'd love to come over here. They, oh, we want to come over your house. We were dying to experience the stuff with you. And I tell everybody, it's about the same thing. You might have 50 nights. You're going to be sitting here. Kurt, you're full of shit. There's nothing. Yeah. You leave, and the next night, something's going to happen. And then I'll usually have, what happens to me, usually happens in clusters then. I'll have yeah. a lot of stuff. And then, like now, for instance, there hasn't been, I don't think, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not sure. Uh, anything major, at least uh, lately, because it it does go in. It, it's bizarre. It's always been that way, and a lot of people who have encounters say the same thing that it's yeah. like in clusters. You know, they come by to visit, then they you know they got to go back home. Uh, so that's the end of the hauntings or whatever. At least here, um, yeah. But I mean, so, you hear a lot of investigators even say that too. Like they'll say, you know, what you see on TV is like four or five months worth of work. Like yep. it's not, things don't just happen like consecutively, like seven nights in a row. It's like, you know, you do a month of work and you maybe get two hours of like usable lucky. footage. Yeah. If you're lucky. Yeah. So, yeah, I that, mean, that makes sense. Yeah. That's why the ghost hunters that, on TV, some of them. This show up and oh wow oh yeah sure yeah <laughs> yeah that's just how it works yeah are you there yes oh yeah <laughs> good god now i'm not saying they don't get responses at times but it's pretty rare yeah because i've heard for a spirit to contact you takes a lot of energy on their part yeah that it's very 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 hard 
That's why yeah. on the next episode, maybe he'll be the teaser. We bring us up at the end. The telephone machine, answer machine. Yes, that is maybe my all timer. I'm not sure. That might be my all time story. Um, that is incredibly creepy. But anyway, we still got a ton of time, so I guess I could jump into the show. Yeah, yeah, let's get into it. So let's start with um, how did you like? So what really propelled you into the world of becoming a haunt actor? <laughs> Nothing. Uh, I was I was on a computer in my bedroom. Uh, it was a warm day in Las Vegas. Mr. Maine was on his computer. <laughs> Zoom in, Mr. Maine, looking on the computer. And I, <laughs> I, was on, I was on Craigslist, which I was lived on, trying to find something. And I see this ad. Madame Tussauds is, you know, launching a horror show, and they're looking for auditions. Well, I, I, you know, I was, my daughter's dad, what? <laughs> I said, oh my God, come here. And she sees it. I said, I got to do this. I said, this. I've got to try for this. Holy smokes. Because she, my younger daughter, also a horror junkie. Okay. Okay. From once again, thanks, Bob. <laughs> and uh, I was just like, oh man. Now the audition was in, in a couple of days. That was it. So it was like, I don't have any headshots. I don't have any resume, you know, and what am I going to do? So in the interim, in those two days, first of all, I rented every universe because Universal Studio was the first sponsor of the show. Okay. And I thought what we were going to have, which we did kind of, but I think it was going to be Dracula, the Werewolf. So I'm renting all these movies, right? And I'm walking around now. Yeah. <laughs> Look into my eyes, my poor daughter, <laughs> I'm like growling like the wolf man. I'm like, I'm gonna be ready. I'm gonna be so ready for this interview audition. I'm gonna knock it out of the park. So, what do I do for headshot? Well, uh, my daughter I think, came up with the idea. We had a, a little, a little one of those Instamatic Kodak films. Okay, our cameras. We're like, and out comes your little picture. So she took two pictures of me. I was standing on the wall outside the apartment, and okay, now I need a resume. All right, so I hand wrote a resume, and you have to see my handwriting to understand. Oof, I flunked, <laughs> I flunked penmanship in high school, in elementary school. True story. So, so, so what you're saying is you should have been a doctor. I should have been a doctor. You know the messages <laughs> I sent you. I'm not even writing them, and they're all goofy. So, I handwrite it. You know okay. my acting experience. I embellish. Just a little bit, you know. That's a resume, acted. right? I haven't acted since high school. Okay. This is the most incredible story. This whole thing is just, they wouldn't believe this probably as you made it a movie. All right, this happened. Yeah. <laughs> but I told him, you know, I was in, you know, whatever, My Fair Lady in the Oakland Hills or it's an amphitheater. You know, good. I was this, I was that, I was this, I was that. You know, in reality, no. Uh, so day comes for the, uh, the audition. So I go down there at Madame Dussault's, which I'd never been. Well, no, actually, I had been in there once before. That, that that's a story to be later in the in the in the tale. Um, I get lost trying to get into the place. <laughs> so oh like, no! Oh. I'm like, oh shit! What am I gonna do? Because <laughs> they were. It, it was. It's kind of hard to find where you the offices if you didn't know where they were. 
So I'm okay. going here and going there and going here and going there. I think finally I asked somebody, oh, you go right up there. <laughs> okay. So I went up. And uh, that was pretty cool cucumber for something you want. Because, you know, the more you want it, the more pressure you put on yourself. The more stress yeah. you get. But for some reason with this, it was like, it's almost like I knew. It, it yeah. was weird. Over 200 people showed up to audition for this thing. They came from LA to audition for this what? thing. What? With their fancy, you know, headshots, you know, an actual headshot, go figure, and, you know, an actual resume, you know. I go in and I meet Lyndon Harris, who's one of the angels of my entire life. He was oh. the man who put it together. Lyndon Harris, if you look him up, has done a ton of horror stuff all over the world. I think now he's in Mexico. He's always somewhere else. And I got him on Facebook. And I'm always checking out where he is. And more energy. This man has more energy. He could light the strip. I mean, what? he's the most energetic man. He's either Australian or British. I think Australian. But anyway, just a, a voltage coming out of the guy, the energy. <laughs> so I meet him. I come into his office with a table. Uh, I, I, and uh, turns out it was the manager's office. And Linton's there, this woman from the UK, who got oh, I fell in love with her naturally. And this other guy, <laughs> this other guy from the UK. Nice people, really nice people. And I'm already, you know, oh, yeah, let me add it, Matt. <laughs> I'll show you what Frankenstein is, buddy. You, you don't do any of that stuff. <laughs> you don't do anything like that. You don't do anything scary, as it turns out. said, what you have to do <clears throat> you have to get mad. Get furiously mad at me. You can't swear. You can tell from me that's not that easy. You can't swear. You can't hit the table. You just have to use your emotions and just go crazy mad at me. So I went crazy mad at him. I mean, I just, oh my God, I told him, blah, 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 blah. You foreigners come over here. You think you can run everything. You're doing this show. I said, and if I don't get it, I got to go home and tell my daughter and I'm going to put it on you that I didn't get this. And I'm screaming and yelling. They came and shut the door. All the other officers I making so much noise. Yeah. Oh, I was going to nail this. This was like, no, nah, I'm going to get crazy. I'll go crazy. And I was done. The the woman looks at me and says, "Oh, good." And that's <laughs> like, "Oh my God!" I was floating on a cloud. And Lynn says, "Bravo!" He says, "That was really good." So he says, "Go sit out there, and we'll, we're going to talk, and I'll come out." So I went and sit out there, and there were these two guys that were out there. Can't believe you used your daughter in this. I said, "Whatever it takes, buddy." Yeah. <laughs> it's showbiz it's showbiz baby yeah, it's showbiz. you do whatever you gotta do so linton comes back out holding my snapshots and the handwritten resume he says anybody that had the balls to show up with these and this as your resume i gotta give a shot to yeah there you go <laughs> that's what he said i'll never forget it and i'm laughing oh my god I said, thank you. So that's uh, awesome. That's honestly like, that's such an awesome victory story. It is. It is like, oh my God. I thought when he came out and said, anybody who had the balls to show up with these, I figured he was going to say, 
you know, no, sorry, can't do it. No, it was the opposite. Lynn yeah, saw well, because the, your performance was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, you got good, you know, good at being crazy. So, <laughs> uh, so I went home and I'm waiting for that callback. Oh man, I'm so jazzed. I'm telling my daughter, you know, we're not in. Got to do the callback, another audition, but way smaller amount. And the callbacks will be in, I think, in a four or five days. Well, it gets to be like the day before. So I called him up. I said, "Hi, this is this is Kurt Maine." Blah 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 blah. Linton said I was going to be in the callback, but I I've never gotten a call. This is where he was fake. This I, I believe 100. percent I was supposed to be in this. This was absolutely meant to be the dark forces and everything i was supposed to be in this thing and she said well just wait a minute and linton was there she said she comes back she says oh my god she says he's flabbergasted he forgot to call you yeah of course you're the callback so a couple of days later after that is is, is the callback so we have the callback in a, a ballet studio <laughs> um in Vegas, obviously. And I don't know how many people were there. Way, way, way less. It was two segments. There might have been 50 people, maybe, maybe less. And we're in there. And uh, this one I was a little nervous about because I didn't realize I'm with everybody's, you know, these are all polished actors, blah, blah, blah. You hear them talking about, how's your Shakespeare going? And, you know, and I'm sitting there going, <laughs> All right. yeah. um, so everybody had something different. Okay. So little, he goes to me, he says, Kid, judging from your audition, I don't think this is going to be a problem. But I want you to be a homeless man. A homeless man, maybe with a mental problem or whatever. You know, okay. So I go, I'm going to get this. I am going to be in this show. And I, start crawling on the floor on my hands and knees. I'm crawling on the floor, just, you know, you know he's just crazy. And I look at somebody's shoes. I go up to the shoes and I lick their shoes. Are you <laughs> serious? Serious. And of course, some guy is like, oh man. And Lynn says, oh Lord. He says, that's enough. He says, that's enough. And I knew. That's that's because you dedicated yourself to that part. I mean, I, dedicated. I was going, I don't care what it took. I was going to get that role and uh, left not knowing still, he still didn't know. Had a pretty good hunch because some of them were just really stunk. The one thing I learned in eight years of the horror trade, horror is a whole different ball of wax. You might mm -hmm. be able to be the most romantic actor of all time or actress. <clears throat> Romeo and Juliet, whatever, you know, but when it comes to horror and not scripted, that's the thing. Unscripted horror. I, in my years, taught me one thing. It is harder, it's hard as hell for most people to get that dark. Yeah. Just do it right, which is what I did. I went way down every. I was gonna say you reached into the pits. <laughs> I reached into the pits every single show. I was down, and I was just dark. The guy who commented on it today on the on the page, yeah, uh, Scott. I met Scott. He was a customer from Texas. Okay, and we're still friends. He came in, 
and he paid me one of the biggest compliments. He says, "Man, you were you were evil incarnate." And oh, I, I love I, it. <laughs> I said, "Oh, man, he says you were pure evil in that show," and I was like, "Oh, thanks, man." Like uh, that's what I was going for, you know. Going, yeah, well, he's a big horror junkie too, and he does horror shows. In oh, cool! Really nice guy. Scott's a he's a veterinarian, I believe. But oh, he's a really cool dude, and we've stayed in touch now for a long time. Um, but anyway, that's what I learned was that the number of actors that came and go, of course, they're going to watch this thing and say, we'll never talk to Kurt again. Um, in the eight years, I don't know how many actors we had, 100, 200. We had a lot of actors would come and go. Most couldn't take it. Vast majority couldn't take it. You're in the dark all the time. Yeah. Dimly lit. But it's, you know, not many horror shows, you know, you know, a picnic table, you know, uh, it was dark. You had the morgue, you had, a ch in the back, you had this cage, in the last show's cage. It was all, it was all the same configuration, just different people. New Line took it, Universal took it, and the last one was just off the cuff, and that was called Scream, the last incarnation of the show. But the vast majority just, just couldn't do it. Most of them were, I'm not going to lie, most of them were horrible. Oh, I no. Have, if I was to cast it, I would have kept maybe three of us, maybe three or four. Um, one of my best friends, Brian, was really, really, really good. Um, and, uh, and a few others, but there weren't a lot. And it was a tough role for anybody shorter, just the way this thing was set up. So... Anyway, so back again. I'm at home waiting for the call. Do I get it? Do I not get it? You know, because I'm sure I knocked it up hard, but I, I knew enough about auditions and stuff because I've done auditions. I just never got the role. It's not like I didn't act. I, I tried. <laughs> no, no, no. I tried musicals in high school. I was actually the lead in a musical. Okay. And if you hear me, yeah, if you hear me saw, sing, it's like a cap screeching. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this day one of my friends said uh, when you came back on the stage the woman behind me said oh no not him again <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my son, that's fantastic uh, i wasn't gonna rival elvis uh, anytime soon but for some reason i got the role in that so and i auditioned for other musicals thinking well i did that so and i never get never get cast Anyway, so I'm at home, and the phone rings. And it's the lady who is head of personnel tells me, this is the part I love. I get to call people and tell them, welcome to Madame Tussauds. You're in. And it's one of the happiest moments of my entire life. I mean, literally, Aww. of my entire life. This show meant that much to me. I, I, words, you can't, I can't put into words how much I loved this show it was just and for most of the other actors it was just a gig you know for me this yeah. was, to be a horror show for a living oh my god and it was just I, I literally can't put it into words it was just it was an, an, an act of love and when she called I was just oh my god I went to pick up my daughter from her school and I was just like <laughs> of course I thought he said we were getting 50 an hour it turned out I got uh, 14 an hour so <laughs> Oh was, no! Yeah, a little less. Yeah, wasn't too much to really show, but um, yeah, I got hit. 
eight years, I think I went up to 16, maybe. They weren't too good on, on raises. Um, but it wasn't a matter of the money. I, I would never, ever have left that show. I'd still be in it today if they didn't. Aww. They didn't bother. But you found something that you loved. Oh, my God. It was, it was absolutely wonderful. Let me see. What else? I, I did this today, doing everything down here. And okay, so Lynn tells me the callback. Okay, callback makes it. Okay, so I'm in. Bang. We go 40 hours at a scare. He called it scare school. You've got a week of learning to be scary, you know? And there's so much to learn, like running up to people and stopping right when you get to them. So you didn't have them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, doing the freeze. Freeze work. Oh my God. The freeze was it. Um, and it's hard. It is hard, you, you know, to look like a wax figure. Yeah. Because you stand out front as the usher role, and every now and then you do the freeze. And I did the freeze this one time, and this guy comes in, looked like a banger with his girlfriend. <laughs> he looked like a banger. I understand her. He comes right up to me. He kisses me on the cheek. And I went, Again. He falls down, slides back. The girlfriend almost dies. He's laughing so hard. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that was my favorite. Oh, and he took it great. I mean, he's just laughing. And I'm, I'm, I, I would never break character. I only broke character a couple times when I thought somebody was near danger. Yeah. Um, other than that, no, I, I would. You know, he's laughing. I'm trying to I'm fall inside and fall apart. But I'm like, well, so what else did they teach you at Haunt School? That's pretty neat. Running up to people. Um, the breathe, which I did a lot. Nobody else would do it because of fear of getting hit. I got hit more than anybody. I got hit. I got cut above the eye, a good cut. Uh, that's when I was Leatherface. This woman popped me one. Oh, no. She cut me good. And that's when I would break character, when I would be hit. We don't need to go into the language I used. Um, when I would get hit, on, I would go berserk. No. Um, what I would do, I'd come up from behind you. Okay. You know, I'm a big guy. But there's, there's See, it was a startle factor. The sound of it. I'd come on and breathe right here. Oh, that would, that yeah, old. that would get me. I would be like. Yeah. Between that and the, oh, my God. Oh. People would die. Um, this one group, well, actually, this happened a lot of times, but this one in particular, there's a group of four black ladies. Okay. And we're in the morgue area. And you'd come behind this, uh, uh, an area where they can't see it, and you'd come out. So I did my little tippy toe out, got them, and oh my God, they fall. On the cement, no. the floor. The floor was cement. They hit the deck. Their flip flops go flying. I get, I get on the deck with them, and I'm crawling, like behind them. Oh no! And Scott, a guy who was also in the show, comes running from the back. He saw so much fun. He gets on the floor and he starts crawling after them. And oh my God, they're screaming. They're hysterical. They go running out the front. You hear the door, bang, and they go busting out the front. 
And this was the first time I did something that became my trademark. I love, I like to lick. Well, never mind. I, <laughs> sandals, sandals were down there. I pick up the sandals and I go running out. I go out front. I open the door slowly. I go like this. And the lady says, no, we're not getting it. Do you want to? Well, she comes up with something. I put the sandal up. And like I licked the sandal. <laughs> she screams. They're all like, oh, my God. That's disgusting. And I threw the sandal. Oh, my gosh. Obviously, I never licked it. But I was pretty good at it. I did that a lot because it what a great effect. Oh, my god! Because it's so creepy. It's, it's just so like. Creepy. This guy's licking the bottom of your shoe. And I made sure never to actually, you know, never, never made contact. But yeah, that was a great scare. Oh my God, that freaked him out so much. And nobody else would do it. I would go to these places where, where nobody else would. Brian was the closest uh, as far as going to these really extreme, extreme places. I was in the back once. Let me scare school. We still were done with scare school. Yeah. Uh, you learn to do stuff in the pitch black. They turn the lights all out so it's pitch black. You learn to do stuff in the pitch black to come up to people and not touch them because that was that's a big thing. You couldn't, you know, that's a big donut. You get a lot of trouble. And yeah. all my years, I never did. Never, I got, like I said, I got hit, but I never, don't think I ever banged into anybody except for, you know, breathing on their neck, which is incredibly gross. <laughs> um, but and how to talk, the mannerisms to use. Linton is just is a master. He is so good at this. Not everybody soaked it up. I every word was golden for me. I listened to everything because I knew this guy. He knows what he's talking about. This is this is a wizard. Yeah. Uh, he brought they brought in uh, people from the wax museum, and and had them come in as customers. And there was a couple that were just so skittish. And I was just scared the crap out. I'm sorry, realized I'm going to be good at this. This is <laughs> uh, and, and at 40, 40 hours, eight, five, eight hour days. And then on the last days is where, in order to be scary, you've got to get scared. We all pile into the cars. We go down to the stratosphere in Vegas. Okay. Stratosphere is the one that goes way up. Way up, yeah. I detest heights. Okay. I really, no, I melt. So we go up to the top of the stratosphere, and you're looking over there. I was like, oh, he's ta Linton's taking all these rides. One is the roller coasters that got, goes out over the edge and goes, yeah, the very, yeah, I've seen that. He's in the front row laughing and, and waving his hands like, that's Linton. And I'm going, I he's a thrill that. seeker. I'm going, ain't no way in heaven or hell. I'm going to do any of these. I made a deal with another guy at the show, JP. But no, we're not going to do any of these. And he had to go pick up his daughter. So that's his way to get out of it. And I stayed. And this one, I forget what, whatever, what her name was, one of the regional cast. She says, Kurt, you got to do something. This last one, this isn't so bad, okay? This is, this is not that bad. Well, it's called Big Shot. I don't know if you know what, which one that is. It's is that like a slingshot? Oh, it goes like you're practically up there with airplanes. You are so high. And I'm like, I said no to everything, but the, the one that you absolutely don't do. <laughs> oh, no. I'm holding this young lady's hand so 
hard. We go and stops halfway, then then back up to the top. And I gotta tell you, at the top, it was just like so cool. Total silence. I mean, nothing. It was so neat to be that far up. You know, I expected you know, a airplane to hit me on the way up. Um, <laughs> and then we come down, and she says, "Can I have, have my hand back?" And I didn't even know it. I'm <laughs> <grabbing> your hand. <laughs> oh my said, gosh! God, I'm so embarrassed. But I was so glad I did it because I got to brag a little bit. Well, you know, I didn't know any, but I did do big shot and it is so that was his idea of you know it's scary it worked it, it, it definitely team, did team bonding yeah team bonding oh he, he he was great at that we went to we all went to lunches um he was very good he was the best the ones that took over for him <laughs> not quite as good uh but he was the best he just was such a whiz now did he so, see over like multiple like Madame Tussauds because oh okay because I wasn't sure if he was like a traveling kind of like show manager um because I remember it was the only time I've ever seen like a haunt at Madame Tussauds because I grew up by New York so we would go to the one in New York all the time and they had uh it's when that movie Van Helsing came out yes they had the Van Helsing haunt, and I just remember that traumatized me. There was like head on spikes, and like I was, everything looked so real. Like they had like blood dripping from there, like, and it was like trickling. And I'm like, is this is this fake or like? I was like, I don't, I don't like this. Oh, I had theater blood everywhere. Oh my god, I had it all over. I had, oh my god, I had inverted crosses. Oh, I went crazy. It was so um, realistic, though. Yeah. I've never been to that one. He may have been connected with others. I'm not sure because he's more of doing his own thing. Um, and he's done everything. He was trying to sell this shark idea, which you may have done on what's the show where the all the panel decides if they're going to give you money to sponsor you. Uh, what's that show? Uh, anyway, Shark Tank. On that. Shark Tank. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. And he was trying to do something involving sharks, I believe, um, with a game show or something. And they seemed interested, but I don't think it, it ever took off. But that was Linton, and he was on there. Oh, my God, like I said, the energy this guy has is amazing. Um, he may have been connected with other shows. I shouldn't say no for sure, because I'm not sure. With ours, once it was done, and once he left, that was it. Okay. He, came in once, he came in back to visit once. And my head grew even more. Uh, he, he was in the dressing room, and I was Leatherface at the time. And I came in the dressing room, big hug. And he looks at me, says, and the others, and looks at me, can I cast or what? Oh my God. I was like, oh man. I was going to go real big with the other actors in the show. But anyway, uh, which was one of the things at the beginning of the show. Um, there was one guy in particular when we were at the top of stratosphere because i got looks you know everybody's a small community and who's this schmo you know who's this big schmo what the <laughs> hell and i was no kid then even it's like what the hell and this one guy he was he was a total snob we ended up being buddies kind of but so uh current i'm just wondering what what else have you done 
because I'm in the show, so there's no reason to lie. And I said, ah, basically, yeah, nothing. Oh. <laughs> and really, like, cats out of the bag. <laughs> the cats out of the bag. Nah, kind of nothing. And uh, he's like, really? I said, what have you done? And of course, he goes through. Well, I've done blah blah blah, blah, blah. and everybody else in the show, blah, 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 blah. and then the schmo. And uh, <laughs> and I got it, it, in the beginning of the show. I I got a hard time. A lot of them gave me a hard time. Uh, that didn't last long. But when it was, when it was uh, you know, I guess that was just motivation for me to be even better. And yeah. so the show started, opening night of the show. Oh, before that, we do uh, media stuff. Okay. Which was interesting. Because Universal Studios, one thing I learned is they're cheap. They are very, very cheap. And the props they set out were horrendous. I was hired really to be Frankenstein in the first show. I was the big yeah. guy. I was supposed to be Frankenstein. Well, the props they set out were just hard. These rubber pans that flapped up and down at the end. And I'm wearing a mask that was so tight, I never put this on. And so come media day, well, you've got to be Frankenstein. So I lay on the metal table and everything. And the guy's leaning over me is Dr. Frank. It's like, and in's coming, uh, Las Vegas Journal. I forget what all. We got a lot of PR. And they're all coming in. And I put this mask on. And I tell the guy, oh, my God. I said, I can't have this on. I said, I can't breathe. I literally can't breathe this thing. And I'm a little claustrophobic. Heights and tight areas, nah, not, 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 my, not my thing. And I got this mask on. I'm, I'm like freaking out. And I said, I got to take it off. You can't, man. They're coming down the hallway. And I'm like, got it out. So I'm there. And I, and I sit up. Did the master. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and that's what I did. You know, the hands out with these god awful props. And that's the last time they ever had Frankenstein in the show. Because I told Lynn, I said, I can't wear it. I said, there's not a chance in the world I could wear this all day long. I said, yeah. I can't. I'll, I'll die in this thing. So the actual general manager, uh, who I got to be really good buddies with, I'm still friends with him, Aide, wonderful guy, uh, apparently tried it on. Because Linton went up and told him, he says, well, you know, Kurt can't wear this. He put it on. And he says, no, he can't wear this. He says, this is not allowed. So that was bye-bye yeah. Frankenstein, pretty much. Uh but uh, we had that. We had the media with Leatherface. Now it's easy to buy that one. But uh, so opening night of the show. And, uh, you know, I realize I'm still the long, I'm kind of still considered a long shot uh, to stick around, I found out. And Lynn says, I said, well, what do you want me to be? Well, he says, Igor. And I'm going, Igor? A six foot two Igor. <laughs> I yeah, it's it's a little amiss, but a little, a little is. So sure enough, I put on the hump. We have this hump that went back here, and I'm in there, you know, running around, and I'm screaming and yelling. I had that. I had them in that palm of my hand the first night. I'm <laughs> yelling and making a fool of myself. And I guess you're supposed to be a little more down key, at least in the beginning. 
I changed that as time went on. But in the beginning, you're supposed to be really not much vocal. And yeah. this one woman ratted me out to Linton. Linton had, told me basically, shut up. So I was like, oh, okay. So I, I quit being so noisy. And Linton concentrated on me more than anybody else in the show. And I'll never forget, we were standing back by the, uh, we had a Boris Karloff mummy, $250,000. What this thought. It was in a, in a, like the coffin or esophagus, I guess. And he said, it was in, you'd swear, you were looking at Bar Boris Karloff as the mummy at $250,000. And uh, we're standing there and he's talking to me, you need to do this, you need to do that, you need to do this. And he says, I hope you don't think I'm being too, I'll never forget, he says, I hope you don't think I'm being too hard on you. He says, but I, I know you got it. He says, more than anybody here, I know you got it. And I said, don't ever think you're being too hard on me. Everything you say is like a parole to me. Yeah. Keep telling me stuff. And uh, he did for a while. Then he left, of course. But uh, no, I, I owe a lot of it to Linton. He was just, what a master. So anyway, I was the first time out. I was I was Igor, and that was the last time I was. <laughs> we put an end to the six foot two Igor, uh, and I'm trying to lean over while I'm running, you know, and hopping up and down like Igor. It was well, this whole thing was just like I said. One of the guys wanted to do a. We talked about doing a documentary near the end or halfway, well, closer to the end, about this ragtag group of actors that got together and first time we go in, Linton says, is the green room. Of course, you know, I, oh yeah, the green room. Oh yeah. I didn't know a green room from a purple room. I had no clue green room meant dressing room. Yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah, the green room. We go in, the rugs all torn up. If you missed a step, you're gonna trip on this hard floor. Uh, the, the makeup mirrors were these little, like makeup mirrors women could use, maybe these little, mm -hmm. oh, like the little compacts. Yeah, it's like little compacts. What we're supposed to put on our makeup with, and uh, it was a shambles. In the back was the maintenance room, so the maintenance guys were coming in and out. Above us was a stairwell that the customers would come down and come around to us. So we're sitting there, you know, and look at us, that's just falling down. And uh, and I was in heaven. And it was like part of the reason, you know, Larry thought this is this could be worth hell of a story. Because who would have ever thought? Who would have ever thought from these, you know, from a green room being like this to a bunch of actors getting together, just you know, this thing in the last eight years. Eight yeah. One, they did eventually redo the dress room, and it was really nice then, really nice. But tile down, actual big, you know, the lights and everything. It was it was very nice dressing room. It, in the beginning, uh, we in the beginning, it was just like use what you have, right? Like you just, it's kind of like a startup. Well, the weird thing is, you know, a lot of people are going, "This is the strip, Las Vegas," you know, <laughs> the strip. Of Las Vegas, and we look like we're in Calcutta. Oh my God, it looked horrible. But you did what you you know what what you had. Yeah. They did, however, do great job on the sets on every show. 
the sets were really well done. They put bucks in the making these sets. Okay. Look good. First one was Universal Studios. Then it was New Line Center where I was Leatherface. Um, they wouldn't agree to having uh, Freddy Krueger. So instead we had a video of him. It's like, that's kind of weird. But for some reason, they wouldn't give up the rights to be Freddy Krueger. I yeah. had Leatherface, Jason, and I think that was it. I'm surprised, especially with Leatherface, because Leatherface is like, I mean, he, so like Freddy, Jason, Michael, Leatherface, like those are your, I'll guess your core four, you know, minus Ghostface. Like that's. That was it. That's your. I would have loved him in Michael. Oh, that would be fun. I feel like you'd make a good Michael just because like your stature, like how tall you say you are. And like I could see you doing that very like eerie, quiet, like, very quiet. <laughs> yeah, very very quiet. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, Leatherface didn't say much either, really. I, I came out and I did make noise, which I wasn't supposed yeah. to do because as time went on, the Kurt not making noise went. Linton's not here. That went yeah. out the door, and I would have workers. This one guy Chuck it, but who passed away, unfortunately. Wonderful guy. Aww. Oh, my God. Because I do the usher role, and I was so loud. They could hear me two floors up in the offices. <laughs> oh, my God. I would, and Chuck would get so mad. His face would be beat red. And he'd come on, oh, you, you have to quit making so much noise. And I'd say, okay, Chuck. Next group would come in, of course. I'm back to <laughs> And they never sorry, said not sorry. I, I kind of had carte blanche to carte blanche to do as it went on to do whatever I wanted, you know, as long as it wasn't over a line of you know harassing or whatever. I, I could kind of do whatever I want. Um, okay. because oh my god, uh, it was it was just but the the black ladies with sandals was fantastic. The other one was was really this was actually scared the hell out of me as Leatherface. Um, this lady was back there. And uh, I know I was, it was a show after that. I wasn't Leatherface. You cut at that point a crazy zombie, which was cool because I had all this. It was, took a while to put the makeup on, which is another story in itself. But yeah, it took a while to put the makeup on. And I had blood everywhere and, you know, black eyes. and all. So this lady comes through by herself. Ooh, late a brave soul. We like oh, brave souls. As it, as it turns out, this late at night, she walks into the cage. And I come out, you know, for, uh, and, and she, I thought she was going to have a heart attack. I really did. She almost like, you know, starts shaking like a spasm. Stop. Please, please, please stop. Oh, just crying. One of the very few times I totally broke character. I totally broke character. Stop. I said, honey, this is just a show. Oh. I'm not really a zombie. And I walked her out the front door. And she's still shaking oh. and crying. Oh, no. And we're all going, why in the hell did she come through? Like by herself. Uh, but that's the one I'll never forget. The other one was this lady, black lady out front. I, I was doing the freeze and I broke at her and she falls against the wall and is clutching her heart. Oh no. And, she, and I'm going, oh shit, I bit the big one this time. 
down the stairs comes her husband, laughing his ass off. So I realized, okay, she's all right. So she was fine. But when uh, she first she first did it, oh my God, I thought I finally did one in. Because uh, I'm actually surprised nobody ever died coming through there. Because people just, I never thought it was that scary. Well, I, I mean, really that's did. what I, I, I always think about that because you always get the warnings. There's always warnings, There's always but warnings. like people are like, those are not, they're not really rules. They're kind of guidelines. So like, even yeah. though I have a major heart condition, I'm still going to go in this haunted house. <laughs> and it's like, why, why, why do that to yourself? Why do you do that to yourself? Yeah. And in the back uh, of this last show, we had a strobe light. And oh, that's seizure central right there. Seizure central. We yeah. had this strobe light. We had this alarm that would go bang, bang, so loud. Oh my God. Every time a group came through, it'd go bang, this explosion, and then the bang, bang, and then the strobe. Oh, actually, the strobe never stopped. It went all the time. Um, and since I'm a little claustrophobic, when that first started, I went back in that cage and I'm like, oh crap. I'm not going to be able to do this. Huh? I got to do it. I've done everything else. And eventually I conquered it. But it was, it was, with the strobes and everything, it was a little tricky, but that's one thing they notified everybody in front. If you got a pacemaker, and oh, you cannot come in. No. Uh, yeah, but that lady was, <clears throat> she was interesting. So as the show's going on, I think I mentioned this in the last show, our last little talk. Um, I'm out front and it hit me. I remembered something. First time I came to Vegas, we, me and my kids stayed at Circus Circus. Okay. Lovely place, a lovely place, not. And so we stay there. Hell yeah. First room, first room reeked of smoke so bad. We went and I said, I requested no smoking room, please. So we ended up in a really nice room. So it worked out. But Circus Circus, maybe they even proved it. But Ritzy, no. Anyway. We walked out, the kids went to the wax museum. Okay. I always liked wax museum. And they didn't charge what they do now, which is a lot of money. And so we go in, we're walking through it. And we're at the top level, get to the second level, go down the stairs to where the horror show ends up being. And I can't remember what was there. And I'm walking along. And this is the first part of when I said this was supposed to be. This was foretold in the tea leaves. You are going to be in this. I'm walking by, and I just had this feeling. It came over me like I've never had this before. You're supposed to be here. I knew I am supposed to be here. And I'm looking around. What the hell? And it wasn't like a, a it was, I guess, a really strong premonition, but more of a, this is a stone cold fact, boy. Your ass going to be here. And oh. It was exactly where the horror show ended up being. And I didn't even, it didn't dawn on me for like a year or two, maybe. And it suddenly, wait a minute. It's exactly where I had that feeling of being in the show. Um, so I believe I was definitely meant to be there. And you were called else, there. I was called there. And now what called me? That's a whole different ball of wax. Um, because one of the more interesting things um, is uh, it was haunted. I was haunted. literally going to ask that. I was going to ask, like, I don't know what it is, but anytime I've been to a wax museum, and again, this could just be 
me also watching House of Wax, which is one of my favorite horror movies. But I, it freaks me out. Huh? House of Wax, not the Vincent Price one. No, that one's good too, though. I mean, the original is always fantastic, but the remake of it. I I couldn't finish it. I can tell you. The remake? (laughs) No, no, no. I'm the Vincent Price junkie. I mean, well, Vincent Price is out of this world. Like he is the OG when it comes to like classic horror. Yes. Well, I'll have to try the other one again because your first movie, excellent recommendation. Um. Anyway, so we were in there not too long when we I started to realize, you know, I get the feeling that you know we ain't own in here, and. what it was originally, that building was the Sands, which was a mob infested mm-hmm. casino. Um, and who knows what went on downstairs? Oh, Probably a lot of stuff. Probably a lot of stuff. A lot of people and sleeping with the fishes. That's, yeah, there were a lot of sleeping with the fishes there. That's what <laughs> we kind of figured was this has got to have something to do with the Sands connection. Plus, the show itself was so dark yeah. and so sinister. And it had the magnet, me. You me add all that together. It's a trifecta. It's a trifecta. You're just you're guaranteed. So the show is going on, and uh, the things that really stand out. I was sitting in the morgue one time, and something tapped me on the back of my head, and there was nothing there. Well, that's nothing compared to the rest. Uh, another time, uh, my friend Lisa called me to the front. Of to tell me her latest heartthrob and i was out there and from the back from where i just left and it was it was nobody messing with you one of the guy in the show uh and he was in the dressing room and i knew he was kind of a kind of not a big uh clown around guy no this was this was no I told Lisa, you hear that? Oh, yeah, but I got to tell you a story. Uh, so, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, and I was like, she, oh, she did say, they know your name. And I said, well, yeah, they know it. By now, they sure shit. <laughs> um, but the doozies, it was morning. Show and I do my night shift, sometimes day shift. I prefer night by far because, you know, it's scarier. Um, but it was morning. Show hadn't opened yet. I'm headed to the bathroom. Oh, backtrack, backtrack. Makeup. I told you this. I told you this. The makeup. <laughs> the makeup. Put the makeup on, right? Real fancy. Naturally, in the dressing room, we had our own, you know, restroom, our own sink. No, we did not. We used the public restroom in full makeup. You probably scared the crap out of some, like, unsuspecting... Well, to take off the makeup at the end of the show, we're there wiping off all the makeup in the public restroom. I thought, could it be any tackier? One time I go in there and I'm, you know, taking a leak. And the guy, oh, you were really good. And I turned around, uh, well, I take it. Never breaking character. Never breaking character. Well, <laughs> I cannot. Uh, that was that was so. Anyway, one day I'm going, so I'm headed to this restroom in the morning, and uh, I noticed 
in the back of the show, we had doors that went in to the left, and to the left was the exit, two big doors, the exit of the show. These doors open and close. And I'm going, I didn't see anybody behind that door. And everybody else is in the dressing room. Most, a lot of people in the, in the, in the West Jersey would not walk in. The were employees and stuff would not come in. They're terrified. Yeah. So I'm going, what in the fiddly food is that? So I come out of the bathroom and I go in and it hits me. Hits me. This incredible, evil freeze. I mean, it's just like, oh, oh man. Yes, I get goosebumps. I get goosebumps right now telling you about this. And I'm just like, oh, shit. Pure evil, a demon, I have no doubt. And I like <laughs> go to the dressing room and I tell everybody, of course, they look at me like, yeah, that hurts you, another story. Uh, Did yeah. you hear that? My phone literally just like, <laughs> Like it flew off my table. You serious? I was yeah, like I was sitting right here. It was like on my coffee table, and all of a sudden it was just like, like you probably, like, oh. probably have more stuff. This one guy, uh, Will, a real good friend of mine, did a little mini documentary on me, and uh, while he was editing it, he had all these horrible nightmares. And he has not touched anything with me ever again. So really? good friend. So good friend. But he said, dude, I never do nothing with you again. He said, ask my wife. I wake up with a sweat, all these horrible visions. Yeah, I'm, I'm Maria Life. So, so I don't I don't know if you can see either. So this only happened to me one other time. My light is like pulsating. And it's like, it's so weird because I can, I was like, it wasn't doing this. And the last time I did this, I did a podcast episode with my cousins who I've had the most supernatural like occurrences with. And I just think it's so weird because this hasn't happened since that episode. And like my light's been fine. Like it's a brand new podcast light and everything, but every so often, depending on what I'm talking about, it like does this thing where it's like very soft, but it like pulsates and so it's doing it and like sometimes you can see it but it's hard because if my background's not on you can't see the way it's but it's freaking me out because I'm like my cell phone just flew off the table now my light's pulsating I'm like what the hell is going on Kurt (laughs) you'll probably have fun I I should have given I should have given you a warning before we started this you might have some fun now on the start on the set of the exorcist remember all a lot of stuff happened on that well you're 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 yeah yeah okay. you probably will have some stuff but just say yeah hi. but honestly i was like doing. it takes a lot it takes a lot to scare me i'm like i'm i'm sensitive like it really can't top much of what i've seen and i figured at some point or another especially with everybody that i've so far brought on to this show I'm like something something's bound to happen. I still haven't even gotten my full interview yet with Ralph Sarchi and I'm like convinced that something is like keeping us apart because every time we tried to do like an episode, the first one he kept getting like kicked off of Zoom because he, there was a hurricane and his power kept going out. And then we tried to reset up. We were supposed to hop on Friday and there was another hurricane. And I'm like, I'm telling you, there's some like 
Well, dark forces is as real as it gets. I know. I had a young, I had a young lady out here who's a who's a sweetheart. Um, wanted to do ghost hunting with me, mm. and she's pretty religious. From I don't know where that. Well, I met her at a garage sale, and uh, we since made friends on Facebook, and and she's a real sweetheart. Mm. Oh, I want to go ghost hunting. Oh, let's go do that. We got to buy the equipment. We're going to start filming these things. And I said, well, first of all, where, where, where are we going? You know, because, you know, people think, you know, I got a 7-Eleven when it closes, you'll run into a ghost. Well, not necessarily. Yeah. And, and you got to be careful. <laughs> I deterred her by saying precisely that. I said, you know, it seemed like a very nice. Well, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> Here yeah. we go. Here yeah. we go. So uh, I told her, I says, you, you really don't want to do this. I says, all you got to do is walk into the one place that they're not so friendly. You encounter a demon and you are never going to forget it. And it is a, the scariest thing you'll ever have happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and she like, okay, that's good. No, he never pursued it anymore. I convinced her because it's like you know, there's people you, you know that oh sure, come on, let's go. You know, you know they're they're older, they're more seasoned, or like you, you know, naturally, like you said, you're practically you know an art member. Uh, <laughs> but, but you've had a lot. Of, you've had a lot of experience, so that's different. But if somebody's just a brand new rookie, they've seen too many ghost wow. adventures. You know. Well, my thing is people get too hype. Like they get very hyped up when things are, uh, especially in this millennial day and age, like they're very fatty, like, oh, it's a fad. It's a cool thing to do. And it's like, it's, it's cool until it's not. And like the wisest thing that I ever heard somebody say on one of the episodes was if you're going to go looking for ghosts, like, don't be afraid if you find them. And sometimes it's not always a ghost and you truly don't know what you're walking into like so i mean if you're gonna go to a murder house you have to know how to protect yourself you need to like you know so it just sometimes it scares me because like i know some people are very into this kind of stuff but if you've never experienced evil like up front and center and you don't truly know what that feels like yeah Yeah, it's like, oh, I watched The Exorcist. I watched this. I know what it's like. No, you don't. Yeah, there's not a horror movie made um, that can scare me. No horror movie has scared me in decades. Because, you know, you get the real thing. It's like, you know, it's not not going to scare you. But um, the real thing, I would have these, uh, yeah, I don't know if they're goth. I guess goth. Uh, kind of young people come into the show, you know, and uh, or emo when emo was yeah. the thing, and they'd come in and oh, uh, and you know they'd have the all their you know whatever ink and everything, and I'd be like, I I do it in character, but I tell them, you really don't want to go down this path in your life. I don't know if I ever got through to them, but I told a few people because they thought they were just the darkest things. I said you really don't want to do this when you encounter a real demon <clears throat> you're screwed 
And can I, uh, can I tell you that I literally just followed a Reddit and this was, again, this is just my morbid curiosity and my research with this podcast, but I had heard, I listened to a podcast, uh, not too long ago and it was three, I don't even know what the correct title was. It, there are three people who essentially like, they said that they were like demonologists, but they, I guess are sadists and they worship and like, I don't even, I, I'm, I'm at like a loss for words. Cause I'm trying to figure out what the exact word that they used was, but like they were trying to justify that these, I don't like to say it too much, but the D word that they are like ancient old creatures that are misunderstood and they just want to be understood and like all the, and I'm like sitting there and I'm like, um, I mean, <laughs> I, uh, I respectfully disagree. <laughs> like, I'm like, I don't know how you could like prick your finger do the whole blood sacrifice thing on a candle and feel that thing behind you and not be like, Ooh, something's, something's a little off here. Like, and that's, that's not my friend back there. Like I, I just listening to it. I was like, I can't, I can't get behind that. Like after, cause I just feel like when you truly feel evil and when you come across it and you experience it, that just like, it doesn't sit right with me. And I'm like, oh, some no, people, doesn't. <laughs> anybody that encounters demons and thinks, oh, Come on over for dinner, buddy. They have got to be sick. Sick fucks. I'm sorry. They just got to be sick, sick, sick. But you get plenty that do that think, you know, this stuff is just the greatest thing. I think most of them have never encountered real darkness. Um, but no, it's, uh, well, look at Zach in Ghost Adventures. Yeah. We did Ghost Adventures in the show. There's an episode on the Wax Museum, which is pretty cool. Uh, and I had a great time with it. But he bought that house. Did you see the movie? The Hell was, House? Uh, did you see that? And I wasn't buying it. I was thinking this is just more, you know. But I think it's true. And you know what happened to his eyes? Yeah, there was, I mean, he's had a lot of stuff happen. Well, sure, he dabbles in dark. And then his, his museum, which I'm dying to go into. <laughs> uh, I'm going to live vicariously through you. Cause like I thought about doing it and then I was like, ah, I've read a lot about people coming out of that place and like having stuff attached to them or like, I I've don't got know. A good, I've got a good friend in Vegas. I made friends with him out here. Actually, he's done a lot of entertainment stuff and he did stuff in the, uh, he was there as, as a tour guide or whatever. And he got all messed up. He got all messed. I can't remember everything that happened. A stroke, I believe. Um, a few other things. Real. It's that freaking Dybbuk box. I don't like that thing. Hey. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Oh my god, I couldn't imagine encountering one. Did you? Yeah. What was the movie? There's a movie on it. You see the movie? Oh, um, Baba Babadook. No, not Babadook. I love Babadook. It's great. Isn't the Babadook? Isn't that based off the Dybbuk box? Is it Babadook? Or am I thinking? I'll watch it again. I got two copies of it. <laughs> or am I thinking? No, no. I, actually, I might be wrong. It's an actual horror movie that is based on the box. Yeah, I know what you're talking because I feel like remember, I could see it. I had never heard of it. I'll be honest. I'd never heard of this box. 
And somebody mentioned it to me. So I looked up and I saw this movie and I found it either on uh, Tubi, Tubi that I live on. I love Tubi. <laughs> oh, it's got the greatest horror. Oh my God. They just get off the wall stuff. That's what it? it is. The possession. That may have I been think, it. I, I think that so was many. the one I was thinking of because there was the possession, which is that's based on the Dybbuk box. But then uh, I, I don't know why I said Baba Duke. I thought that was. <laughs> no, Baba Duke is that tall. He's like really Baba Duke. Duke. <laughs> I love it. My wife won't watch that movie. She will not watch that. At all. <laughs> I don't like me to say Baba Duke. Uh. <laughs> oh oh my gosh totally unrelated but i have to tell you this before it slips my like add brain i swear so i ha- i literally have add and adhd and so like if i don't get it off my chest it's just gonna fly away I'm the same um, way. but so my in-laws came down and we were oh. eating dinner with them and my mother-in-law was like i really want to do an episode like she's like but i don't know like what to talk about i was like well, we could talk about some of like your haunted experiences and like your house and i was like you know just let the conversation flow and she's like oh you know i do she's like i could tell them about like my uh dream that i used to have when i was little and i was like okay i was like what kind of dream was this she's like well it used to happen it was like a reoccurring dream when I was little and it was over and over and over again she goes and it was like a and I literally at the same time of her I said a witch and she goes yeah and she's another person with the witch third person so she tells me she goes I would be like uh, how did she describe it she said that she was like like running away from her and she was chasing her and as soon as she would get like up over the hill like that she was like running away from this witch from I think and don't quote me on this because I I didn't get all the details but it was like the witch would then go away so I said okay I said let me just test something so I pulled out the picture that I showed you that John Bullard had drove like had the hell out of me well I showed her and she goes yeah she's like that's that's her and I literally go, I have to figure, I was like, I have to delve into this. And the next time I talk to Kurt, I have to tell him this because the third person. That's wild. Isn't that weird? That is pretty wild. Well, that I, picture, that gave me the willies. And I, like I said, it's, I'm hot tough to scare because I've had a lot. We, we've never even touched on it. Um, and that gave me the, I saw that drawing is like, that is really creepy. I don't remember the mask part. Yeah. But other than that, that was pretty spot on because the hat, the, and it, she was on a roof. In, yeah. most, in most of my dreams, she was on the roof. Uh, weird. I just say, I was like, there's got to be, because like you hear, I see a lot of videos, again, just in my research of people that have very similar occurrences. Like people would talk about, um, I'm trying to think of a good one to kind of pull. So like people who um, get in really bad car accidents, they say that there's this phenomenon that occurs of a person that sits in the back of the wreckage with them until help comes. And then when oh. they talk about it, the person's gone. So like in my head, I've been trying to like research this and I'm like, how many people around the world have had a reoccurring dream of this witch? How many people or what drawings can I find that I can compare it to? And I'm like, I'm going to, 
oh, I'm going to research this because I'm like, it was weird enough. Like when I first heard, I was like, ooh, that's so creepy. Then you started saying it. And I was like, okay, that's a little too weird for me. Like I was like, that's two people. And then as soon as she started to talk at the table, like we're in the middle of dinner. I thought I was going to choke on my steak. (laughs) I was like, I just, I like looked up from my plate, like really slow. And I was like, a witch as soon as she said it she goes yeah and she's looking at me like how did you know what I was gonna say and I was like um I was like you're like the third fourth person that's told me about this reoccurring witch dream and now I'm gonna have to yeah her since she was a child too yep she was a child what a trip that is trippy it's weird it's really because I had never heard anybody else I never heard of it period like so now okay, it makes well, me think. I'm like, is this one of those like? I have phenomenal- to show you my co-star. <gasps> oh, hi! <laughs> so she sweet. Is, loves her daddy no end. Oh, she's such a. Everybody sweet. else, she basically will eat them alive. <laughs> I have one of those. It's okay. Yeah, she, the friend we had somebody come out from New Jersey. No, we had somebody come out from New Jersey who now refers to her as. How is that witch dog, Zoe? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, there's a little witch in all of us, Zoe. No big deal. She was down there pounding away. She says, Daddy, I want some airtime. Come on. Come on. She's all on my Facebook page. I'm always putting her out there. She's she's fabulous. She looks like a little diva. Yes, you hit her on the nose. I love her like little little hair fluffs. Yes, she's a long-haired chihuahua. And my wife wanted to bring home a dog. This was about six years ago. I did not want a dog. I said, you are not bringing home a dog. I am bringing home a dog. No, do not bring home a dog. There goes the, there goes the coaster. <laughs> and uh, so she wants Zoe. She walks in the door with Zoe. I'm back here on the computer. Zoe, she comes around, comes right up to the side of me lays on her back and looks up at me and i'm like oh. <laughs> how, how do you deny that how do you deny, deny that? that you know you can't. I was like, I'm, I'm sunk this is it this is yeah. it yeah she senses a lot when there's stuff she senses a lot of stuff here in dogs, the house. Are, dogs are very spiritually inclined that's my my bosley boy he's like that yeah they are very highly tuned i've got one picture of her staring into the kitchen at what i don't i don't know um but we've had a lot there used to be a lot of orbs in the house i take pictures i've got pictures of a lot of orbs now i don't get any more i take pictures and i don't see any orbs but i had a lot of orbs in there we have to uh we have to explore i think one of the research that like we should do before our next episode is we need to start looking into what makes like that stretch from like Taos, New Mexico, like onward. So Probably. like such a hot spot because yeah. there's got to be like something behind it. got to be something why, well, I'll do some work on it. Because I guess uh, to me, it runs from like Utah, uh, in Nevada, yeah. Arizona here. Because Utah is Skinwalker Ranch, right? Utah Skinwalker, they got a lot of stuff in Utah. And yeah. Texas has got a lot of stuff. The Lubbock Lights, Texas has had a lot of stuff and then everywhere it's got stuff but it seems more condensed 
down here in my neck, my neck of the woods, it mm-hmm. definitely seems to be more, more condensed. And there's just every, in Taos, almost everybody's got a story. Yeah. I mean, you, you talk to somebody and they might be, oh, well, oh, come on. You never had anything happen. Well, okay. And you'll hear the story of, of yeah. something that they have encountered in, uh, in this, this fine villa of a town. It's, but this is but the history of Taos. If you ever looked up the history, oh my God, this is a bloody, bloody town. Uh, the Native Americans and the Spaniards. Oh, that right there. The whites. Oh my God, we had, and this is a very, very bloody history, which I think is part of the reason. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned last time when I first, first set foot in Taos, we drove up. And you get this view of the gorge when you go up this hill, it'll just take your breath away. It's like, it's like our, uh, the mini Grand Canyon, but it's not mini, but compared to the Grand Canyon, it's this gorge that's just, I mean, you'd never get tired of looking at it. It's just stunning is the only word. Yeah. Um, you see natural born, killer, natural born Killers? Have you seen that? No, I have not. Got to see Natural I'm going to write that down. With Woody Harrelson, the scene where he's on the... Uh, a lot of that's filmed in New Mexico. And the scenery on the bridge is the Gorge Bridge. Oh. And then, the, and then uh, what's her name? What's her name? Oh, anyway, the actress um, is on the Gorge Bridge. Anyway, first time I came out here, drive up, see it, and not five minutes past there, it hit me. And it has never, ever left. The town is just so dark. I feel such oppression. I go to Santa Fe. Oh my God, I love it. I love Santa Fe. It's a breath whole of fresh air. Whole different energy. If we could afford it, that's where it would be. Yeah. Um, but Taos, oh, not everybody feels it here. But I, oof, I really feel it here. That's major so crazy. Creepy, I want to look into creepy, it. Major creepy story, which is for another episode. This is another. I got to have a lost leader. So we got to. We got to. It's all right. We. It's okay. Because next episode, we'll have to talk about that. The. The area. Or, yeah. Um, the last podcast I did. That's what we're going to. I swore I'd never do another one. Um, but because. Laura, that evil woman, talked me into doing this. <laughs> Hi, Laura. We love you. <laughs> she, tells how, she tells me how dark she is. I said, oh, yeah, yeah, you're you're really dark, all right? Oh, my God, she's an angel. She's. I was going to say, Laura is absolute love and light. She has a, she has a dark sense of humor, but you know, I love it. Yeah, she's fantastic. And I only know her from that one time we met out here. <laughs> you're mood. And came back, she actually came, she flew here to my neighbor who was sick to come yeah. live with them in New Jersey. And I told her, yeah, oh, that's dark. <laughs> that's a, that's a, a real demon would do that. Yeah, 100%, right? And drove all the way back there. I'm like, oh, Laura, you are, she's a wonderful person. And I've gotten to talk to her, you know, every now and then we'll send messages. Um, but because of her, you know, we're, we're doing this. Yes. And, and I swore after my last podcast, I don't think I'm ever going to do another one. That is a real dark story. The next one we're going to talk about is dark and creepy as hell. It's, it's going to get weird, guys. So buckle up. The lady up. that put me up to that, um, 
I don't know what her shtick was. She's real religious. So I think I think she was out to get me. I could be wrong, but I think she was out to get me. Because a lot of people see this stuff, you know, what I countered. And I've got a, a little bit of a dark side. Um, just a little bit. Just a smidgen. <laughs> but I've also got a lot of light. So yeah, it's, yes. it's both, you know. I don't consider myself an evil person, you know. Just, you know I Listen, you, you know, need balance. I mean, I always I go back to yin and yang. Level. Yeah. Yes, yin and yang, precisely. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do believe that she was out to get me, and she has gotten me good. Uh, she has gotten me real, real good. Next episode, I suppose. And that's... All right, so on that note, guys, we are going to say our, our famous closing remark. Do you remember what it is? Guilty as charged. I do not remember. <laughs> all right so like we end every episode we always end it with let's get weird so on the count of three give me your best let's get weird all right ready one two three let's get (laughs) i let you finish that one off um I wanted I wanted to test your uh your a uh, haunted your haunting actor <laughs> skills. I was like I'm gonna put him on the spot. He doesn't even know it. <laughs> I'm out of practice, but that wouldn't be bad. No, well, we'll definitely have to. Uh, we're gonna have to do some kind of voiceover for your segments yeah. on Sunday. So I was gonna say we should have Alice Cooper's Welcome to My Nightmare. But there uh, you go. <laughs> well, as always, I've had such a blast with you. Um, so. You know we're going to come in strong next episode with some extra spooky stuff. So stay tuned. My dog. Yeah. (laughs) Hopefully my phone won't fly off the table and my camera or my my light setup won't be flashing. But we got off this. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. It comes with the territory. If you feel real darkness in this, I'm dead serious. This I do have a serious moment. You engulf yourself with white light. White light. And it works. I do it, it every time. You do? You picture it getting bigger and brighter, and I just feel it getting hot and warm, and then that's what always does the trick. It yeah, always does the trick. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's another story. Uh, yeah. But the uh, the podcast is will curl your toes. Yay. We like to hear that. It's going to be a good time. A toe curling episode. So stay tuned. That's it. Hey, my dear. Let me, uh, I'm going to stop recording. All 